if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. We're not, as some would have us believe, doomed to an inevitable decline. I do not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right on AM 1420, The Answer. Here's your host, Bob France. Good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock. And we're underway on a Wednesday, 16th morning, second month, year of our Lord, 2022. Appreciate you being here. Coming up in about a half an hour, we go north of the border again. Randy Hillier, a member of the Canadian Provincial Parliament, who joined us a couple of weeks ago to talk about the ongoing Freedom Convoy and what they are facing with respect, and what they are facing and what they want. What the Freedom Convoy, and I think it's so much more about so much more than truckers and the VAX mandate for truckers. It is about so much more than that. It's about just flat-out freedom, period, from tyrannical rule and oppressive policies being put forth by the Justin Trudeau government. We talked to Randy Hillier about that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Since then, the uh, little tyrant known as Justin Trudeau, as you know, has gone ahead and gone full fascist. He has imposed the Emergency Powers Act, which has never, ever, ever, ever been used before in Canadian history. It's in their laws, but it's never been used before because the situation obviously has to be extraordinary for uh, for it to be warranted. That's why it's never been used. And now, apparently, a protest on behalf of freedom uh, for Canadians is a, is enough of a reason for him to go full fascist, full dictator, if you will. So we're going to ask uh, Randy Hillier to come back on with us today. And I'm very much looking forward to hearing from him uh, about what their response is. The response, by the way, of the truckers has been, what orders? What are you talking about? Literally, the response of the truckers has been, we're not paying any attention to anything that he says. No one cares about any new announcement. I mean, the police have been breaking the law before any emergency power. They were taking our fuel away anyway. They were arresting people for purely having jerry cans or having empty tanks of fuel. They've already been doing these emergency powers, and all it does is make people dig their heels in more. That's David Paisley, who is one of the uh, kind of spokespersons for the Freedom Convoy. So they're digging their heels in, doubling down on their purpose, which I think is phenomenal. I think it's very, very, uh, um, a very positive development and hopefully one that will spur the courage in Americans to do the same thing. We have to stop this. Uh, this oppression. We have to stop this, this uh, dictatorial attitude, and we have to stop it now. 
So I'm very much looking forward to talking to Randy Hillier about that coming up. And then I guarantee you our guest at 1010 will have more thoughts on this because that ga- that guest is uh, one of the most knowledgeable individuals on just about everything and anything that we talk about. Uh, and that, of course, is Peter Kersenow. Yeah, I know it's Wednesday, but did you hear Kersenow yesterday? No, you did not. We did not have Peter on yesterday, our regular Tuesday visit with Kersenow, because we were doing a special program yesterday. We did our pre-born campaign yesterday, and we did not want to cut into Peter Kersenow's time with that, and we did not want to interrupt that with Peter Kersenow. So we asked Pete to come on today, and he is scheduled for us at 1010. He'll have thoughts on that, and of course, a whole lot more on the Durham report and the uh, allegations of spying on President Trump when he was not just candidate Trump, but President Trump. So 1010 Kersenow, uh 935. We'll talk to uh, Randy Hill. You're again a member of Provincial Parliament for Canada. And before we get into the top story of the day and our monologue, I would like to ask you now to rise. If you are a patriot, if you have a flag nearby, please face it. If you don't, well, just imagine one. If you're in the car, you don't have to worry about standing, by the way, but you can drive with one hand and cross your heart or put your hand on your heart with the other and join us for our pledge. If you are a leftist, someone who admires dictatorship, someone who worships big government, someone who thinks that your body is not your body when it comes to medicine to try to treat it, that it belongs to the government, if you believe any of those things, and quite frankly, if you're a Brandon voter, Well, we know that you do not believe in the flag nor this pledge that we make to it and that which it represents. So you go ahead and take your knee alongside your favorite ex-quarterback. For the rest of us, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Got another flag, by the way, this morning showed up on my Getter account. Uh, Don't sleep on my Getter account. I'm using that as my primary source of social media uh, since I quit Twitter two years ago because of obvious reasons. And since I have been suspended from Facebook for obvious reasons, you know, posting truths and facts and scientific opinions from doctors with decades of experience. Yeah, that's considered to be dangerous. And I've been suspended for that. So I'm using Getter, G-E-T-T-R. If you do not have a, not have a Getter account yet, uh, get one and follow me at Always Right W-H-K, Always Right W-H-K, and you'll find me there. By the way, just a quick uh, announcement and a quick thank you. Yesterday, as I mentioned, we did not have Kirstenau on because we had our um, pre-born campaign. It's something we do once a year, and it's a single day, and it's an extraordinarily important day. If you missed yesterday's show, you missed the Preborn campaign in which we had Scott Wilder from Preborn Ministries on telling us all about the extraordinary importance of providing ultrasound access for girls and women who are pregnant and who who may be abortion-minded. Because over 80% of girls and women who are abortion-minded who see their babies in an ultrasound and hear that heartbeat, they choose life because they know that's not just a blob of cells. That's a baby. That's a child. And we had a goal yesterday. We had a goal yesterday that amounted to what would have been about $5,000. We wanted to save 200 babies. This is the third year in a row we've done this, and I challenged you yesterday to not let me down. I said, make me proud 
This audience, for the first two years we've done this, has come through and smashed the goal that is set for us uh, for the preborn campaign and saving babies' lives from the butchers at abortion clinics. And I just found out about 10 minutes before we came on the air, I got the text message. The numbers have been tallied. We didn't smash the goal that was set for us to save 200 babies and to raise about $5,000. We more than doubled it. 205% of our goal, over $10,000 raised yesterday to save hundreds of babies, thanks to this audience right here on Always Right on AM 1420, The Answer. And I will tell you this. I am truly, truly blessed to speak every day to an audience of people that I hope is growing by the day. And I hope you you tell other people to, to tune in and become a part of this. But I'm very blessed to have an audience full of people who care as much as you obviously do. You don't just listen to my words and then turn off the radio and then be like, go back to your normal routines. You actually take things into... Uh, you know, into your heart, and um, and and you take them with you, and you act on them, and that is an extraordinarily uh, humbling thing for me to see. But I'm just telling you, I asked you to make me proud, and I want you to know, you did. Having said that, I want to turn our attention back to the protesters, and I want to talk about the Freedom Convoy, and I want to talk more about the man who has decided the best way to smash freedom in a convoy or any other way, is with more heavy-handed dictatorial government. And that's Justin Trudeau. Now, Joe Biden right now is Justin Trudeau's best friend. Because, number one, Biden, by comparison, looks lenient compared to Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau has ordered with the Emergency Powers Act the Canadian equivalent of martial law. Biden has not yet implemented martial law to get needles in every arm. Notice I said yet. So Biden, uh, Trudeau is Joe Biden's best friend. The other reason he's his best friend, quite frankly, is because he's also paving you know, the, the road. He's essentially drawing the road map that Joe Biden can follow when the time comes to make those outlandish decisions. But I'm here today to tell you that the ideas are not Trudeau's alone. Justin Trudeau has had kind of a, an idol in his, um, in his political upbringing. He's had kind of a, a mentor, if you will. That mentor is Mao. That modern-day mentor is the Chinese Communist Party, the descendant of Mao. How do we know this? How do we know that Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada admires and is envious of the all-consuming dictatorial power of communist China? Well, because he said so. This was just unearthed overnight, and I've got to share it with you right now. This is Justin Trudeau, before he became prime minister, expressing his fondness for all-consuming dictatorial power like the kind that they have in china once you hear this very short clip you will know why he is doing what he is doing to the freedom convoy to the canadian people 
to the truckers, their families, and everybody who is a supporter of freedom in Canada. You'll know why he's doing what he's doing when you hear this very short clip. Please listen. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China. Um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted. Uh, did you um, did you hear all of that? Justin Trudeau speaking before what looks like a town hall type crowd. Um, I don't have the year on this yet, but he was the leader of the Liberal Party before he became Prime Minister because he was talking about Stephen Harper. So I don't have the exact date on this, but that was Justin Trudeau. This is not audio. <clears throat> so this is not something that could be faked. This is video. As I said, there's a crowd of adults, so he wasn't speaking at a school. He's speaking to a, a crowd of people, parents, <clears throat> excuse me, voters, citizens, I don't know. But this is Justin Trudeau literally declaring that he has a level of admiration for China because basic dictatorship allows them to turn their economy around on a dime and say we need to go greenest fastest and we need to start investing in solar i mean there's a flexibility that i know stephen harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted i find that quite interesting fast forward to 2022 and the prime minister of canada is indeed a chinese dictator is indeed a chinese communist party dictator on north america because he is doing exactly what he said he admired in the chinese communist party whatever they want with the flexibility of forcing the people to do what they want if it's going greenest fastest we can do that because we don't give the people a choice if we want to invest in solar, we don't give the people a choice. If we demand a carbon tax be paid, we don't give the people a choice. It's flexibility that nobody else has but dictators. He admires that. His words, there's a level of admiration I have for China because of their dictatorial policies. So when I talk to Randy Hillier in about 15 minutes the member of the Canadian Provincial Parliament, who, by the way, uh, was trying to force a vote of non-confidence in Justin Trudeau, which would be the Canadian equivalent of an impeachment, trying to get this man out. We'll see what he has to say now that we actually have Justin Trudeau on the record as saying, dictatorship is how I roll. Dictatorship is what I believe in. Communist-style dictatorship, the kind that they practice and have practiced in China. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted. So he jokingly refers to Stephen Harper wanting to have a dictatorship where he would have that kind of flexibility. 
Then he becomes prime minister and actually grabs it and actually uses it. And what are the Canadian people going to do? What are the American people going to do when you watch this and hopefully take and learn a lesson from this? You never thought of Canada as being a fascist state. You never thought of Canada being a dict- under dictatorial control. But yet here we sit, and that's why they are fighting so hard, and they're fighting not just for free Canada. They're fighting for free North America. They're fighting for freedom, period, from tyranny. And it's something I think we doggone well better engage, engage in as well. Where is that trucker convoy that we were talking about? They said it might start Sunday at the Super Bowl. It didn't. Originally, the chatter had been it was going to start in March, so we're a couple of weeks away. But a convoy of trucks grinding everything to a halt, going from L.A. to Washington, D.C., to demand an end to Joe Biden's dictatorial powers, an end to Joe Biden's. And by the way, it's not a coincidence, I don't think, that on the same day, this story about Justin Trudeau admiring dictators and wishing he had the flexibility of dictators, the same day that the Freedom Convoy truckers double down against him in their vax mandates, his vax mandates, on the same day. Headline, Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccine deadline goes into effect for health care workers. That's right. The day was Monday, February 14th. Everybody who's a health care worker had to have at least their first jab by then. Otherwise, you're being fired. So dictatorship is alive and well. That flexibility that Justin Trudeau admired in China, he didn't even have to look that far. Just look to the south and watch Joe Biden work. 924, I'll be right back. Always right with Bob Frantz. On AM 1420, The Answer. Quite quite an astounding thing when you look at what's happening uh, north of our border and you see see a modern-day dictator operating in what was once a free country that we share a border and share commerce with. Um, But that's exactly what we're seeing. Yesterday we told you the story of the Emergency Powers Act, and that included Justin Trudeau's um, plan to freeze the assets, freeze the bank accounts of anybody who is deemed by the banks to be supporting the truckers' convoy, to supporting the freedom movement. Justin Trudeau froze or told banks that they have the authority to watch the transactions of the people who bank with them, and if they see them supporting through their financial assets the quote-unquote illegal protest convoy, um, they can freeze their assets. It's unprecedented. It's it's exactly what he talked about back when he was just the leader of the Liberal Party. Uh, and he was talking about Stephen Harper, and he said flexibility. He said, I admire China because uh, they, they have the ability to turn everything around a dime. They have the flexibility to just do what they want without the people giving them any input whatsoever. The people must do what they're told. There's a flexibility there. And the flexibility comes from saying, if you aren't spending your money the way I want you to spend your money, if you're spending your money supporting something that I don't support, I'll freeze your assets. It's an astounding thing. It really is. And all of this is part, uh, is a response to simply a demand for something that God has already given. 
I know a lot of people don't like to talk about that aspect of it. But the rights that we are talking about, that the truckers are fighting for, and that millions and millions of Americans have been fighting for since this whole COVID lockdown slash forced jabs and forced masking uh, began, it, we're asking for something that we don't need to ask government for anyway. Because God already gave us those rights. These are God-given rights to our own bodies, to our own decisions about what we put into those bodies. They're God-given rights. All we're asking is that the government step the hell out of the way and allow the people to do what God has given them the power to do. And that is to make up their own minds. If I have a headache but I don't trust ibuprofen or acetaminophen, I won't take ibuprofen or acetaminophen. I'll deal with my headache another way. And you know what? If any pharmacist or any doctor or any unelected bureaucratic scientist like Fauci tells me we're going to strap you down and drop those tablets down your throat because it's for your own good, we're going to have a problem. It's my choice. Hell, I could go more extreme if I have cancer and decide I don't want chemotherapy. And some cancer patients do decide that. That is not up to the government to decide. It's up to me to decide. And if I am living in an age of COVID and I decide I don't want one of your jabs because I don't know what the the risk is going to be comparative to the reward, which is very little, then it's not your decision. It's mine. That's what liberty looks like, and that's what liberty sounds like, and that's what liberty should feel like. You may remember you, you felt it once before it was taken away from you. Well, they're taking it away from the people of Canada as well, and that's why we're going to talk to Randy Hillier once again from the provincial parliament uh, in Canada. He'll be joining me next to talk about the next steps in the fight for freedom on AM 1420, The Answer. Started out north of the border to start this show. We're going to stay there now, and let's listen once again to then-leader of the Liberal Party, soon-to-be Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, expressing his admiration for the Chinese Communist Party of China and their dictatorship that allows them to run wild over the people. And we can't hear it for some reason. I think there may be a mute button press somewhere. Let's try this one more time. Justin Trudeau. Take it away. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted uh, that I find quite interesting. 
Justin Trudeau thought uh, Stephen Harper wanted to be a dictator. He himself is expressing the desire to be a dictator, and now, in the midst of the freedom convoy, he is indeed embracing that role with the uh, uh, imposition of the Emergencies Act, which has never been done before in the nation of Canada. Joining us now to talk about where the protest stands and what is going to be done about the dictator sitting in the prime minister's seat in Canada is a member of the provincial parliament, Randy Hiller, joining us once again here on AM 1420, The Answer. Mr. Hillier, good morning, sir. Good morning, Bob. How are you today? I'm doing well. I was blown away, though, when I saw that that clip existed of Justin Trudeau expressing admiration, his words, great admiration, I believe it was, for China because of the dictatorship that they have that allows them to turn on a dime and do what they want because dictatorship gives you the flexibility of not having to listen to the people. Um, how did you receive that? Well, listen, this is one of the things that I've told people uh, long ago. We, we have wanted... People have not wanted to believe that there was something sinister going on in our country for the last two years. They didn't want to believe that our that our government was not being kind-hearted and benevolent. But Justin Trudeau has been very true to his words. He does admire communist China. He has stated it on many occasions. Um, and... He has been taking Canada on that route for for a good long time, especially so in the last two years, and now especially so with this invoking of the War Measures Act, the legacy, uh, the successor to the War Measures Act, uh, the Emergency Act, which gives him a complete unilateral authority to seize bank accounts, to seize assets, to compel people to do things such as tow trucks or to not be permitted to travel from one area to another. Uh, this is complete uh, and unfettered authoritarian rule that he is trying to invoke in Canada at the moment. Um, I don't, I think Canadians have seen and have uh, what's going on. We've seen it with the freedom protests, with the freedom convoys. I don't think he's going to get away with it. Um, I'm, I'm certain he's not going to get away with it, but there could be some pain before we uh, uh, before we get rid of this um, authoritarian usurper that we have in, in Ottawa. We're talking with Randy Hillier, member of the Canadian Provincial Parliament. Um, the reaction from the truckers who are at the heart of all of this, uh, Mr. Hillier, has been very interesting. They have basically said, no one really cares about any announcement. They've already been doing these emergency powers, and all it does is make us dig our heels in more. Uh, the irony is that these very powers and threats are why we are here. In other words, we're already here because we know they have uh, dictatorial powers. Otherwise, they wouldn't be forcing people to take these jabs into their arms. So what they're doing now is just doubling down on it, and we are going to redouble our efforts. My question for you is... How long can they dig those heels in? What is their oh, end game there's here? a lot of resolve, Bob. Uh, okay, you know, like people do understand that our country, uh, our way of life, is under direct assault. Uh, the people, the the freedom convoy is dug in. Um, you know, the and I I believe they all understand this that. They have to win. There is no backing down here. 
uh, if they back down, well, we are finished as a free Western liberal democracy. There, uh, uh, we will never regain our freedoms again if we, um, you know, I use the term, you know, there, there is that term, uh, it's widely used, um, you know, this is the hill they're going to die on, uh, Bob. Like They know they cannot, uh, what we, we need a return to normal, and there is no return to normal if they give up in Ottawa or if they you are know, defeated. Right, right now, Trudeau and his, uh, if I can go over the top here and say henchmen, um, right now they are using the police essentially to enforce their orders, uh, arresting people, having trucks towed, and so forth. Um, what happens, Mr. Hillier, when he turns to the military? I, I don't believe he will turn to the military, and let's just be what we have seen here in Ottawa right at the moment. The well, let's clarify. First off, what Trudeau has done is he essentially taking ownership and control of all the police forces in in Canada. Uh, a, a police chief can no longer make independent decisions. Um, so, but what we and one of the reasons most of our police services have been respectful and considerate of the protesters, recognize that they have a lawful uh, freedom and right to protest public policy. Um, so, and we have seen, um, for the most part, um, other tow trucks uh, and whatnot will not um, remove these rigs. So um, I don't believe, you know, I, I'll say it to you in this way, Bob. I know a great many Canadian soldiers who have gone overseas to fight for freedom for others. They have put their lives on the line in combat, right, and to ensure other people can be free. I don't for a minute believe that our military could be utilized against the civilian population here in Canada. I think... Um, Trudeau understands that as well. Um, you know, he has not indicated he will try to use the military um, because everybody, we, we can see his narrative is now crumbling substantially here at home and around the world that to use military authorities against a civilian population for a public policy disagreement, yeah, that is... How do you describe that? That is not a democracy. Well, you know how I would describe that, it? I would describe it as dictatorial, and that's exactly what uh, we're talking about, though. We're talking about a uh, man who has expressed his uh, admiration, profound adver- uh, uh, admiration for, for communist dictatorships. Um, and so I'm just, you know, I, I'm not suggesting he would turn to the military as a first option, obviously, but if his police and his commandeering of all of the police in Canada, taking the powers away from the chiefs to issue orders, they're all following the orders of, of the, you know, the, of the prime minister. And if it fails, if they fail to clear Ottawa and, and break up the convoy and stop it all, if he's as, 
if he's as dictatorial as he sounds, the next step is, you know, I mean, I think I compared to you last time we spoke, you know, emergency powers is kind of the Canadian equivalent of martial law in the United States. And under martial law, a president can turn the military loose against the people if they're if the people aren't uh, complying. It is martial law. There, there's no question about that, Bob. What I'm saying is I don't believe our military, I think, we saw this in Ottawa yesterday where the chief of police for the Ottawa city of Ottawa police resigned. He will not do what Trudeau wants him to do. Um, uh, I, I believe we would see a, a complete rejection by our military. Uh, we're seeing the, the general population refusing to abide uh, or, or bend to these authoritarian measures. Um, so I, uh, you know, and I also have some optimism, Bob, that because we've seen it in the federal parliament, a, a, a significant increase in uh, opposition to Justin Trudeau is building in our parliament. Uh, um, you know, it was just a short while ago where he was getting unanimous approval on all his measures. There was a vote in the House that he won on Monday, but of 180 members to 150. So, and this, everybody has seen this emergency act as an excessive, unjustified overreach, which cannot be justified in a public policy disagreement. So, I, I think what we will see, uh, if if Justin Trudeau continues his march towards authoritarian power, uh, the parliament will will remove him as the executive of this country. And I know that's something that you have talked about, the vote of non-confidence. I'm going to ask you about that again, but not, not before I ask you about the banking situation. As a part of this Emergencies Act, Randy Hillier, member of the provincial parliament in Canada, um, he has ordered the banks to essentially freeze the assets of anybody who is deemed to be spending in support of this "quote unquote" unlawful, illegal uh, protest. Um, I, it's it's my it's my view, and I do not want to say anything to hurt Canada at, at you know big picture Canada, capital C Canada. But my advice to some friends of mine who are in Canada has been. Take every cent you have out of every bank where you have it right now. Crush, cripple the Canadian banking system, and, and that's the only way he's going to buckle. It's the only way that I think the people of Canada can can take control back from this, you know, this this little mini tyrant, uh, Justin Trudeau. If he's going to if he's going to order assets frozen, take every nickel out of the banks and watch them collapse, and watch how quickly Justin Trudeau folds. Is that is that sound thinking, or is that going too far? Well, it's already started to happen, Bob. You know, I've talked to many people uh, yesterday who, now, because of our uh, money laundering um, regulations, whatnot, our banks um, limit you to $5,000 a day in cash withdrawals without a report back to uh, the regulators. I know a great number of people who have started withdrawing their cash transferring their cash to uh, more secure accounts. Um, and um, and I was getting many reports that banks were running out of cash yesterday in Canada um, because of this run um, that was 
predicated because of uh, of this potential seizure. Um, so this is backfiring. There's no question about it. Um, uh, ATM machines are empty. Uh, uh, banks are being drained of their cash. Um, people are uh, people are taking precautions uh, uh, in these very precarious times. So, um, and I think you know the banks will be. This is very odd what he's done. He has empowered the banks to seize the and freeze these accounts, where instead of the government doing it. Um, and I think there is a, a saving grace there. As the banks see these runs on their cash um, and the movement of assets, um, I think the banks are going to um, wake up and indicate to Trudeau that they're, they'll be slitting their own throats if they act on his um, emergency powers. Randy Hillier is my guest from the Provincial Parliament. Um, uh, on January 30, you sent out a press release that said Canadians have lost confidence in their government. Two weeks later, Canadians are being assaulted by their government, literally and figuratively. So you announced at that time you were pushing for a vote of non-confidence upon the uh, current federal government. Um, where does that stand? Well, it's still, we, as, as I spoke with you last, the opposition party, the Conservative Party, did have a motion of confidence in their caucus, and we moved their leader, who had been very willing and compliant to the um, Prime Minister's desires um, and, and, and actions. So at least now we have um, a credible, a somewhat credible opposition now in our um, parliament, uh, similar to your Congress. Um, we have seen now uh, a number of Liberal members um, uh, break ranks and vote against Trudeau uh, in, on Monday's motion. I suspect that that will continue the numbers of Liberal uh, elected members will break ranks uh, and that there will be, um, if Trudeau continues pushing for these authoritarian powers, I have no doubt um, at the end of the day he will be the one who um, falls from his own um, appetite for for dictatorial powers. Uh, you know, I, I do I remain confident that there are more good people than sinister evil people uh, in Parliament, and and of course, at the end of the day, they they all want to protect their jobs as well. And the Canadian public is rising up substantially against this excessive uh, use of power by Trudeau. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, it's uh, it's very heartening to hear you say that. I'm glad that there were more good than bad. I'm glad that there were more people who realized that their own political futures uh, rest upon what the Canadian people say about all of this. And I'm glad that there is going to be an uprising against uh, this, this little dictator, a man who has admitted his own fondness for dictatorship and flexibility to do what he wishes, as he wishes, even at the peril of the people. Um, there's got to yeah. be a massive pushback, and I'm glad that the protest yeah. movement is doubling down. I, and, I think there's one other thing, Bob, as well, yeah. is that people realize that this this is not... If Trudeau is successful in this regard, um, it, this doesn't end. Um, he will use these powers for climate change. He will use these powers oh. for whatever whim 
and fad that he fancies on any particular day. And and this is precedent setting to for a government to seize private property, to seize cash bank accounts. Um, this is this is unprecedented, and a it cannot be allowed to stand. If it if it does get passed, and, and your listeners should know, um, he has invoked the War Measures or the Emergency Act, um, which has only ever been done on three previous occasions during World War One, World War Two, and during what was called the FLQ crisis when uh, a British diplomat and a um, and a minister of the crown were abducted back in 1970 and bombs were exploding with the separatist movement in Quebec. Only three other times. Um, and, you know, but if this is permitted to, to go forward, we all know this power to seize cash and bank accounts will never be relinquished no. by our government. In the history ever. of history, no dictatorship has ever given back powers that they have taken from the people. The only time they've been relinquished is if they are defeated and the powers are taken back by force. And I'm not suggesting I oh. want to see a civil war. I don't want to see any of those things in my country nor yours, but you're right. Dictators do not give powers back. It has to be seized No, not back willingly. You either do it through absolute political pressure or through violence and political pressure is so extreme now um i i think uh, uh, righteousness and and free freedom will defeat this uh, sinister uh, prime minister that we have in our country your words to god's ears uh randy hillier provincial parliament member in canada thank you sir i appreciate your time very much best of luck to you sir hey, thank you bob Prayers and blessings, really, for the entirety of the Canadian population. They need it right now. But what he just said is true. If he can use the Emergency Powers Act for this, he'll use it for climate change orders. He'll use whatever he has to once the precedent has been established that this is okay. Dictators never give back powers. Ever. 9.55. Right back. All right, 9.59 now, so only got a minute here. I'll try to squeeze in a call. We'll go to Mike in Lakewood on AM 1420, The Answer. Mike, go right ahead. Yeah, Bob, you said that uh, Biden was a dictator, and if he's a dictator, how come he couldn't give Build Back Better passed because of two senators? A dictator would have it passed. What you do is you minimize what dictatorships really do. Uh, you minimize what the Nazis do. Dic- you dictators force their people. The dictators force their people to do things that they do not want to do, that are completely out of his uh, realm or out of his purview. By forcing people to take jabs or lose their jobs, by forcing people to take foreign substances into their bodies with a high risk level, or at the very best case scenario, an unknown risk level, that is dictatorial. It's why the Supreme Court smacked them across the face and said, no, you can't do that because we do not allow dictators in the United States. We do not allow anything like that. Laws must be passed by our legislators, by our congressional members who represent the people. That alone, thank you for the call, that alone is enough to call Joe Biden a would-be, wannabe dictator. Right back. 